0: got Kev. Every day feels like I've died and gone to hell. On the Morning X.
1: 104.9 The Morning X, it's time for Fast Facts. These are facts that are so fast, we need fast music. This isn't fast enough, then. It's just, it's it's upbeat. It is upbeat. I'll give you that. You know, quit grasping at straws, you know what I mean? You're splitting hairs here. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> this music isn't fast. You sound like people on Facebook. <laughs> This isn't a rock station if (laughs) you're playing Oasis. Well, guess what? They're a rock and roll band. I like Oasis. (laughs) Anyway, uh, fast facts. These are facts to help you sound smart. Little factoids about random shite. Here we go. Uh, Number one, we won't be colonizing Venus anytime soon. The surface of Venus is a hellish place where temperatures roast well over... How many degrees? Well, it's closer to the sun, so I don't know, 10,000 degrees. Man, you made it just, you went way over. <laughs> 800 degrees Fahrenheit. That's oh, wow, way off. 800. It is closer to the sun, but not quite Mercury close. Mercury, Mer- Venus, I- Earth. I bet you Mercury reaches 10,000. I bet you. Well, we're going on Mars. Mars is the next logical step, right? Yeah, but it's colder there. It's way cold. Yeah, well, you can't live in 800 degrees. No, you can't live in the Mars temperatures either, I'm sure. No, no, yeah. But you know, you gonna, need a suit of some sort. We want to get away from Earth, but we're going to go to Mars and create an atmosphere just like Earth. Mm-hmm. Let's just destroy an already destroyed planet. Uh, <laughs> I, I like how we're, like, searching for life, like, another Earth to live on, that we can just go destroy that planet, too. And what if there's people living there already? We used up all the natural resources here. This planet has lots of natural resources to waste. Let's go there. Yeah, and who says there's not people living there? Mars does not have any natural resources, though. Just no. got, like, red rocks. Red rocks and little robots crawling around. Does it have a red robin, too? Red robin. The Hard Rock Cafe. This is fast fact number two. The Hard Rock Cafe is owned by the Seminole Tribe of Florida. They bought all the restaurants, hotels, and casinos in 2006 for just under a billion dollars. Oh, which means they'll have a stake in the one they build here. This one, yeah, in Rockford. It's it's underway. I see construction. Is it really? Yeah, out there. I can't wait till it's done. I never know what's being built when I see construction. So I know there's always a sign in a big hole. Yeah, (laughs) coming soon. Coming soon. Um, Oh, Canada. This is fact, fact number three. O Canada became the official Canadian national anthem in 1980. You know, I, I enjoy the Canadian national anthem. It's a good it's a good tune. You know what the national anthem of Canada was before O Canada? Something by Rush? <laughs> yes, it was Tom Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Today's Tom Sawyer. Man, that's good. Man, that guy's got a high voice. I mean, and it's naturally high. He's not, like, faking that. It's crazy. I like uh, uh, the spirit of radio. That should have been the national anthem before, but it was God Save the Queen because they were a British colony. Right. Uh, Sally Field, Fast Fact number 4. Sally Field played Tom Hanks' mother in Forrest Gump. Yeah. Only six years earlier, she played his love interest in what movie, Matt Hall? Ah, Punchline? Yeah, you got it. Was I right about that? Punchline. Oh, my God. Yeah, they were... Struggling stand-up comedians It's a good movie He was a veteran stand-up trying to make it And she was a housewife who wanted to be a comedian Yeah, it was like a Miss Maisel situation Yeah, right, and uh, he kind of helped her along in that And they kind of fell for each other But she's ten years older than him There's a scene that resonates in that movie He goes to an audition And he has a complete meltdown on stage Oh yeah, it's just, he's, he's going to be discovered all, all, A lot of stand-up movies have that moment And he, like, he's like he been practicing And like for some reason he just melts down up there well, that's because he sees his dad. Yeah, his dad shows up to the, the, the gig. Anyway. He's a good you know, in that movie, he was a good comic. Like it makes me think that he would have been a good stand up comedian. Do you know, Tom Hanks did stand up. I didn't know that. Yeah, look it up. I think he did it in preparation for that role. Well. But he yeah, he he was he was pretty good in that. That movie hits hard. And finally, Chris Farley had a cousin named Jim Farley. He's okay. now the CEO of Ford Motor Company and a board member at Harley Davidson. Really? He's the CEO of Ford. Do Do you think that he tries to get it changed to Farley Davidson on a daily basis? <laughs> that, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> I don't. I doubt he acts like Chris Farley. Uh, his brother is, who's a comedian. Kevin also Farley looks looks just like him. Yeah, he's, they they definitely are our brothers for sure. <laughs> you can tell, <laughs> definitely. Hey, take those fast facts to work today
0: and shove, shove them up. up. Uh,
1: no, <laughs> sorry. Oh no.
2: Why is Craig the crack
0: and smart motherfucker? <laughs> the Morning X with Kev. It's
1: Kev, and always happy to be on the phone with this dude. It is Steve Shippy, filmmaker, and of course, uh, Shock Docs' Michigan Hell House premiered on the Travel Channel this past Sunday is now available for streaming on Discovery Plus. Steve, thanks for joining us again, man. Hey,
3: thank you for having me back on.
1: They're definitely keeping you pretty busy over there uh, with these shock docs, huh?
3: Oh man, yes.
1: Definitely.
3: There's always a new one coming out, and you're always the face. Well, you know, actually, this time I brought I brought this case to them. Uh, this is a case I've been uh, working on for almost eight years at this point.
1: Oh yeah, so yeah, this was not your first time investigating the Hell House in Michigan. Tell me what? Tell me the base of it because uh, this is a pretty big story.
3: Man, you know, I, I always say this is the most uh, prolific haunting in American history that you've probably never heard of. Huh. So uh, the origin of this story goes back to nine. Uh, 19- 1974. The Pomeranian family, rural uh, mid-Michigan community um, town, is Merrill. They moved in to a house that they had just built themselves. Uh, lived in this home for 20 years without incident. Never had a problem. Never had an issue. One night, they wake up to the sound of breaking glass coming from their from their living room. They go out there. They see that this large picture window in the front of their house had been completely blown in. Uh, they call the police. The police come out. They look for footprints. They don't find anything. Can't, they, you know, they don't find a rock, a brick, or anything they just really don't know exactly what happened but you know chalked it up to vandals per se took a report and left right because the, cause the, the night, first
1: time you're the first time your house is, is vandalized you don't think ghosts right away
3: no no certainly not you know and and so the next night at the exact same time of night they started to hear pounding on the side of the house the family goes outside they don't see anybody they go back in moments later it sounds as if a dozen people or more surrounding the house are pounding on it uh they call the police. They come out. Another report's made. This goes on night after night. You know, nine one one calls. Police showing up over and over again to the point where the the police and the family truly believe that somebody was targeting them, stalking them, harassing them, et cetera. Uh, there were stakeouts that were conducted, uh, surveillance. Uh, literally, there's almost a thousand reports in total. The investigation with law enforcement went on for a year straight. The activity went from glass breaking and pounding and knocking to disembodied uh, voices in the house, uh, voices saying it was going to kill the family, uh, what they referred to as explosions. We have documents here where the police were actually there witnessing these blasts, so to speak, documenting what times they would happen, uh, photographing mm-hmm. the damage. The foundation was cracked, uh, the plaster in the walls, the ceilings were cracked. They couldn't explain how that was possible, and uh, ultimately, if that wasn't bad enough, then there were a series of fires that happened in the house without explanation.
1: Now, they didn't have any reason to believe that that their their new neighbors would have it out for them or anything.
3: No, they they did not. Um, so it's interesting when you when you bring up the neighbor um, after a year of the police investigating this, and they deemed it to be something that they couldn't explain. They brought out a team from Duke University to study the phenomenon. This team was there for a week um, investigating, recording, documenting. Their conclusion was it was a poltergeist haunting. However, the family and the the people of the town, they truly believed it was the work of witchcraft uh, by proxy of a neighbor that had some kind of grievance with them. Now, the grievance is very bizarre uh this is what the grievance was this new couple moves into this town they purchased a new home next door to this family they come over to the the pomeranian's house uh and say we want to buy your house and so they say uh well it's not for sale and we don't why would you want to buy our house you just bought a brand new house next door they right, right. didn't even really didn't give much of an explanation and they continued to do this a few times and then finally uh, being frustrated, uh, the husband said, look, uh, I don't want you to come here anymore. I don't want you to talk to me. I don't want you to ask me about buying my house. You, you know, this is weird and I don't like it. Uh, so go. And then they kind of muttered something along the lines of you'll regret that. And that's when the activity began.
1: Okay. So so were these people questioned on, on this activity?
3: They were. They certainly were. We do have reports, uh, you know, showing that. But you know, it's interesting because, I guess, how does one prove uh, witchcraft? How does one prove that they're causing this activity by rituals or spells? So it's, it's very, um, right. very very interesting.
1: Something I love about the documentary, and I've seen a few of these now, Cindy, she's the psychic medium that you work with, Love Cindy. Uh, she gets legitimately scared at one point. I feel like that doesn't happen a lot. I feel like, you know, it's getting real when Cindy's actually getting scared.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I would agree with that statement. I've spent uh, hundreds of hours at this point investigating on location with Cindy throughout different locations and cases that we've done, and I've never seen her react the way that she did, uh, you know, that highlighted moment that's in the trailer uh, when we're Actually uh, using a digital recorder and trying to communicate with uh, something that we had just seen, uh, kind of a translucent figure, if you will. And and so we're asking, you know, who is there? Why are you here? And then we capture a voice on this recorder upon upon playback that says you're all going to die. Yes, That's that's not easy to hear. No, that's certainly not what you want to hear.
1: No. Uh, In the documentary, you guys also, you talked to the surviving members of the Pomeranian family who lived in the house, the brothers Terry and Dwayne. You can tell in the documentary that they're definitely not fully comfortable talking about their time there and what happened. And I believe it was Dwayne actually had, like, medical issues uh, that they could kind of connect to the events that were
3: happening yes that's yeah that's absolutely true the, this uh the toll that it took on this family psychologically physically every way shape or form is is just tremendous so it's it's just a terrible situation and i think that the uh, moniker the hell house couldn't be any more fitting
1: so you, you actually grew up around where this house is right
3: oh uh, well i grew up in, i grew up in uh northern michigan okay. but i reside in the town that's only 12 miles away uh, i've been in this town for around 25 years and that's you know another remarkable point about this case is that even though it was right in my backyard and, and you know in, in this in this area I'm you know basically the source to go to for all things paranormal this case had never come across my desk and quite frankly until I made this story public uh, with my first initial documentary years ago nobody had ever heard of this case. That's and, amazing. And the reason, well, yeah, exactly. You would think how could that even be? But the reason for that is the law enforcement agencies and the family themselves. They wanted to keep this as quiet as possible because, quite frankly, for the longest time, it was really a criminal investigation because they truly believed somebody, persons, were doing this to the family.
0: Well, yeah,
1: the police officer or the uh, sheriff, I I believe he talked to in the documentary, was saying that he'd never seen that much paperwork from one location just for, like, prowler activity. And you would think that with that much police activity uh, that something would get out into the news, and they were keeping it pretty covered up,
3: huh? Absolutely. In fact, that, that individual, uh, Charles Frisbee, uh, retired sergeant that you're talking about, yeah. he even went as far as to say he's never even seen that much paperwork or documentation regarding a homicide. Not even close, you know. Uh, it's unprecedented, the amount of investigation that went into this.
1: Well, uh, we can't wait to uh, find out what you uncover in the documentary is on uh,
3: Discovery Plus right now. Uh, can you still catch it on the Travel Channel, too? Um, yeah, I do believe so. Uh, I believe it's playing uh, this Sunday, I think, at noon Eastern. Excellent. Um, so you know, people can check on demand or, or check Travel Channel listening, and also Discovery Plus. It's on there for streaming, and I actually believe they have a seven-day uh, trial right now for free. So if people want to check it out, they can always view it that way. It's
1: great. I've watched it. It's definitely it's definitely worth checking out the the trial for. If that uh, it is, it's awesome. It's really it's always intriguing to see the kind of stuff that you get yourself into, uh, Steve, on these documentaries. Uh, and interesting about the Travel Channel too. And i I'll, I'll, I'll close with this. Do you think, like, uh, with these shows being on the Travel Channel, do you think there's a big market uh, in the travel industry for people who just want to go check out haunted locations?
2: Yeah,
3: you know, I, I think so for sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite amazing actually, you know, how that this um, paranormal is viewed today, right? You know, I mean, uh-huh. you know, looking back at when I was a kid and we were living in a home that was haunted, you know, at that time, my parents didn't have a clue. Who do you, who do you call? What do you do? Right. Uh, who do you talk to about it? And, and now it's so common that, you know, we're able to release this and, and on television or documentary or, you know, the Internet, etc. And there's actually people going out seeking to have an experience, which is uh, certainly a lot different than it was uh, in that uh, era.
1: Hey, Steve, we gotta we gotta get off, but I appreciate you jumping on with me talking about the documentary. It's called Shock Docs: Michigan Hell House. Discovery Plus. It's really interesting stuff. Check it out. You can check out Steve on Instagram. Cindy's on Instagram and Twitter as well. We uh, hope to catch you next year. Absolutely. Everybody want
0: coffee. You got Kev.
1: I love
4: coffee. <laughs>
0: the Morning X.
1: We're at work. We are. This is our job. Isn't that crazy? We, <laughs> we have a weird job. We do. We do have a weird job. We come in here, we sit here and talk into this thing and hope people hear it. Most people don't think my job uh, is hard or is real.
2: All you do is you sit
1: there and talk in the morning. Yeah, that's, that's all I do. I'd, I'd love to get paid to listen to music for four straight uh-huh. hours. Well, guess what? Maybe I'm pulling pull the curtain back a little too far here, but when the microphones go off, I turn the music down. I don't listen to Nickelback for the five billionth time while I'm sitting here in the studio. I'm usually working on something else, and then you know, and the music gets in the way of that. No, oh, yeah, it's background noise at this point. Yeah, I'm not in here rocking out. <laughs> like the image of the rock DJ is very funny. That people think I did. We just sit in here and like headbang and crank the music up. Uh, and that's. Not what it is anymore. Maybe it was that way at one point, but... Well, we miss those days. Sometimes your job makes you so angry Mm -hmm. that you run home... And apply for a bunch of other jobs. <laughs> hey, you're, now you're pulling back the curtain too far <laughs> That's there, pal. Called, it's called rage applying, and it's a new term. There's a new buzz. Uh, it's a new buzzword, apparently, okay. on TikTok right now. Rage applying. There's a few other terms as well, but I've, I've rage applied before. I definitely have. In the past, yeah, I probably have, too. I mean, if you get so mad at where you're working, you're like, you know what? I don't need this anymore. Right, so you go home and apply to a bunch of places you don't even want to work at. You don't know if it's any better there, but you just do it <laughs> because it makes you feel better. Yeah, you took some steps to get away from the situation that you're in at the moment. It's terrible. You know what happens out of that, though? Like, this happened to me. I, I get rejected for jobs I forget I applied to. Like, months later, Like I'll get a rejection. Like, the other day, I got a rejection letter email, and I was like, what is this? I don't even know what it was for. It just said I didn't get the job. It had no. What did you apply to? I don't know. It didn't have any markings. It just said, we're sorry, we're going with other candidates. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, what job is it? What did I apply it to? When did I apply it to it? you got to look at the bottom. It says homedepot.com. Oh, they're Home starting Depot. at 15. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, hey, I would take it. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Uh, you know, everyone's got to have a backup plan, right? Uh, there's a couple other terms that are going around right now. Trendy work terms. Uh, copycat layoffs. Um, what? There's the idea that layoffs are contagious. So when one corporation starts canning people, other companies jump on the bandwagon. I can see that. Like, ooh, Good idea. <laughs> Let's just shed a bunch of uh, units in, or uh, uh, divisions and shed a bunch of employees. Yeah, you know Disney's onto something. Lay uh, off all those people. We should we should hop on the bandwagon. <laughs> right. Uh, well, the big big fat cat radio companies do it all the time. Oh yeah, fat cats. And and they like to do it at the holidays, which is so which is super fun. No, oh, I know. Hey, Merry Christmas. Axe, you got the axe. Merry Axmas. Merry Axmas. Uh, Resenteeism is when you stay at a bad job because you don't think you have any other options, so you start to regen- resent the job <laughs> more and more. <laughs> well, when you get in a, a field and you get more and more in that field, and then you're like, "What else am I going to do? I got nowhere to go. I, can't, know where to be. I but can't do anything." Meanwhile, you sit there and you get angrier and angrier. All it, right, it happens. I'm sure there's somebody right now uh, listening to the ex working at their job. Who's like, yep, that's me right now. Yeah, I mean, these are nothing new. People have been doing this forever. Like you said, they're just terms now, right? Yeah. Uh, here's another term. Bare minimum Monday. <laughs> Given the bare minimum effort. Yeah, it's like quiet quitting, but just for the beginning of the week. You skate by on Monday, but then you're an A-plus employee Tuesday through Friday. Doesn't everybody skate by on Monday? <laughs> we definitely don't want to be there. That's for sure. And then I just kind of space out for about 15 minutes. I don't know. I hate Tuesdays. I'm fine with Mondays. I know you hate Tuesdays. I'm fine with Mondays. Yeah. Uh, chaotic working. It's called malicious compliance. It's when you break the rules to help a friend out. Oh. For example, giving them an employee discount or uh, hooking them up with extra fries. Come on. I mean, if my buddy is working the fry later. Oh, so well, know, that's so malicious. You know, give me some extra fries. <laughs> this, is, this is what the media does. The media puts these crazy huge terms on little things like that. Yeah. Like, for example, snowpocalypse. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Uh, the, the hookup has been going on forever when you know someone who for works sure. someplace. Give me a little extra meat on my sandwich there, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. More fries, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, how about shift shock? Uh, you ever heard of shift shock? No. That's when you're excited about a new job. Super excited. But then after a few days, you realize you hate it. Oh. it's called new hires remorse or Uh, shift shock because it happens after only a few shifts on the job I didn't realize I'd have to do all this work here at work (laughs) I didn't realize they were going to hold me accountable what Uh, career cushioning I don't know that's when you didn't necessarily hate your job but you start looking for other jobs in case layoffs are coming again that's just being practical gotta have something in my back pocket you know just in case yeah, I think I'm going to do one of those uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. But they're acting like that's a guarantee. Like Just because you applied for other jobs, that you're, they're going to be waiting for you if you get laid off. That doesn't make any sense. Right. There's not jobs waiting for you. Right. <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> There's really nothing on the horizon. Right. You apply for a job when you want them to hire you. If you want if you want them to call you and say you're hired, you don't do it in case you get fired. That doesn't that's not how that works. I know in my future strip club DJ, that's where I'm heading. I'm gonna be the guy. <laughs> All right, fellas, up to that tip rail. I can see it. It's it's coming my way. I might as well just embrace it. All right, so uh let's let's try it, Matt. Um the young lady on stage, her name is Cinnamon. Oh, okay. Okay, and uh She's going to come out to a song, and uh, you're, you're the DJ. You ready? Yep. All right, hit it. All right, fellas. Get up to that tip rail for Cinnamon. We're She's shaking it up there for you. Don't forget, it's a two for Tuesday. Get yourself two dances for the price of one. Take your favorite lady back in that room. <laughs> You're hired, Matt. Am I good? You're hired. I don't know why I went with Starship on that one, but uh, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who dances to that one? <laughs> I just thought, what would, be, what would be the most ridiculous song for Cinnamon to come out to? Sure, okay. that's not a bad I got song. it again. Start over. I, I just did it. You do, do one. Do another one. All right. So it, it's Cinnamon again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, make your way up to the stage with those dollar bills. Welcome Cinnamon. <laughs> She's dancing for your attention and your money. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll stop that right there. I think you're hired. I yeah. think I think Bigfoot Lounge is in your future, Matt. Oh, good.
0: You're listening to the Morning X, Rockford's last resort for your ride to work. Yeah.
1: Yeah, poignant lyrics and all 100% true. That's a clip from 1987 from Steel Panther. That's on their upcoming album, On the Prowl, coming out this Friday. On the phone with us now, the drummer and backup vocalist of Steel Panther sticks it in. you. what's up, Sticks? What up, Kevin? How are you, bro? Good, yeah, yeah. You excited about your new album coming out?
4: Dude, I don't know that I remember being more excited about a record coming out. This one is pretty special to us, and I think people are going to dig it.
1: Usually people do. They, they usually do,
4: <laughs> and and that's not strange for me. What's what's strange is is the we're getting reviews back because we sent them out. You know, sure. The reviews are really really good. I, I don't remember seeing this many uh, this many adjectives in a positive light. Uh,
1: would you say the best reviews you guys have ever gotten?
4: Uh, maybe, yeah, because the first record that we did, the reviews were good. But everything was every every review was like, well, these guys would be a one one trick pony. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you, bro. And you're still doing it. This is your sixth studio album. Yeah, six. I mean, I don't know a lot of bands that have put out six records. That that's a long career. You know, I mean, especially especially now where where you have you know five million artists up on you know a hundred thousand or something like that go up on Spotify a day right. and uh, <laughs> you know in that sort of sea of music it, it's hard to not only break through but
1: there. Uh, the song we were just listening to, 1987. The connection to the year 1987, is it the best year ever?
4: Yes. Yeah. Uh, scientifically speaking, it's proven that it was the best year ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of things happened in 1987. I, I'm thinking, particularly for me, uh, a lot of Nintendo games that I love came out in 1987. Castlevania, Zelda, Metroid, uh, and a ton more, too.
4: You know, I, I love that that's where your mind goes. Mine goes to the cruise that I was on and uh, the the uh the adult fun that I had on that cruise in 1987 <laughs> um, which led me on you know helped lead me on the path that I am on today
1: I think i might have i might have been in kindergarten so I don't know if an adult cruise would have been appropriate for me but uh, that would have been fun
4: you would have ended up way more messed up than uh than you are <laughs> right now if you saw some of the things that went down on that cruise uh, I bet well I, I'm gonna bet on your side as well so we'll go to Vegas and throw it down.
1: We're on the phone with Sticks, the Zidini of Steel Panther. They got an album on The Prowl coming out this Friday. You got Weasel Zappa joining you on this
4: album. We do have Gweasel Zappa joining us, which is like very... He's like the Bigfoot of, of music. You know, he's very hard to spot, <laughs> but... Uh... Fortunately, Satchel has a very, very good relationship with him. He reached out and said, "Hey, dude, you know, because we, we like to have guests on our records, but I don't think that rock fans do that enough, and I think we should do it more." Um, but you know, we reached out to, to Dreesel, and he had, you know, he was so quick to get, respond and so quick to turn around a solo for us, um, and he and he killed it. So, like, you know, it, that's just one of those really selfish uh, guests that we had on. He, that he, he may not be as popular as some other artists. You know, but we really wanted to have him on because we thought it was cool, no,
1: you know what he's he's interesting that's that's what makes it a good guest, I think
4: yeah, he's interesting he's he's a great player, and you know it's what we do in steel Panther is pretty selfish. we really do love what we do and we get we feel lucky to get to do what we do and so anytime we you get a chance to get one of your friends on your record uh and have people be curious about it and interested. That's really cool.
1: You know, if you can't do it for yourself first, why do it at all?
4: Yeah, I mean, we have to do stuff that we did, because if we don't, then, then it's a job, you yeah. know, and n- nobody wants a job.
1: Uh, I noticed this. This one uh, jumped out at me because I'm a guitar player myself. You got a new, you got a guitar pedal coming out. This is the fourth guitar pedal, uh, a Steel Panther branded guitar pedal. Tell me about it. 1987 is also the name of the pedal.
4: It is. Uh, we couldn't find a more appropriate name, because it just encapsulates the sound of 1987. It's got a it's got a distortion circuit um, similar to the first pedal that we came out with, the the blank melter. We can't say that on radio. Yeah, but. right. <laughs> um, so it, it, plus, it's got a delay built in, which, you know, if if you don't play guitar and you want to feel like you're playing a stadium with white snake, you you put this thing on and it'll it'll take your guitar tone from from not cool to totally rule real fast
1: oh yeah it gives you that it gives you that big solo sound popular in 1987
4: yeah you don't even have to play your guitar just hit a note with that yes. sound, with that pedal on it and you're good
1: <laughs> and if you can manage to bend it up too uh that'll help but you guys do you got three other pedals do you guys do you guys design and make the pedals yourselves or do you work with a, with a company
4: we work with a company um and but we we work very very close it's not like we go yeah, just do whatever. We'll slap our name in it. We're, we're very, very involved with the tone. We, you know, Satchel will go back and forth with the company and the tone, tone's just right. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to the artwork, we are heavily involved. We have our friend Brent Scaff who, who helps design all our pedals in conjunction with us. We tell him, he goes, what do you want? And so we give him the basic outline. I mean, we really, really uh, spend a lot of energy on those pedals. You guys, you guys use them? Yeah, we do. Actually, Dacha that's who uses them. That's great. Yeah, if you if you're making them, why not use them, right? Yeah, they're good. They're really they sound great. That's cool. So
1: we got the pedal, we got the album, but also on Friday, you guys are kicking off a world tour. That's, fan- yeah, that's fantastic.
4: Go, we, our, our first one is like about seven weeks. The first leg in the states, and we're going to hit. Uh, you know, we're going to hit most places. Yeah. And if we don't make it to your city on. Uh, you know, or on any one city on this first one, we're, we're coming with this record uh, everywhere.
1: So we're in Rockford, Illinois. It's the best place for you to see Steel Panther coming up on this tour? It's going to be. Uh March twenty, uh, March 25th, rather, in Chicago, and also uh, March 28th in Milwaukee, both within an hour and a half distance away to go see Steel Panther. Uh, Stick Zedinia, we're happy to have you on the show, and uh, we want to have you again, man, so uh, get get in touch with us.
4: Kevin, you just tell me when, man. I'm here, dude. I appreciate you. Thank uh, you. Uh, congratulations on all your success. Uh, the new album,
1: On the Prowl, comes
4: out uh, this Friday. Yes, dude, I can't wait. Thank you so much for having me on, bro.
0: you got Kev on The Morning X, and he's got... Issues.
4: A moment there, a moment then.
0: new uh... The. Uh, uh, yep, they actually pay him to do this. Uh,
5: that guy's a tool. You're a tool. tool of
1: the day. Your tool of the day is always powered by Retool of Rockford on East State Street, next to Chuck E. Cheese. Matt Hall is in for tool of the day today, not the tool. One day though, probably I will be. It'll have one day. Yeah. But for now, it's this person. Um, <laughs> this is this is pretty good. Uh, a guy wanted to blow up the Hollywood sign in Los Angeles, California.
2: <laughs> well, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, he said he'd destroy it with pipe bombs if the cops didn't pay him $10,000 in ransom. That's all he's asking for? Yeah, 10 grand. Maybe he's just got like a very specific amount of debt and uh, <laughs> yes. you know, maybe he's in like $9,000 in debt just wants to have a grand for himself. You figure he'd be like, "I won't blow it up for one million dollars." <laughs> right. Right, go big or go home, that's what I 10 say. 10000 grand. Came and buy a car for that. Um so this guy wanted to blow up the Hollywood sign, he made the ransom call to the police in Hollywood. One problem, Matt, what do you think it is? Um he called from his house. No, that would be that would be uh, typical tool of the day stuff. He called from his <laughs> own number, yeah, you know, with his own caller ID information. And ring, yeah Maybe he called and told him his name, no, nothing like that. One more guess. What do you think went wrong here? Yeah, you know that that was my guess. Okay, well, he called the police in Hollywood, but the problem is he called the police in Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> oh, whoops, <laughs> wrong Hollywood. Uh, well, you know, it's not usual for tool of the day, but this guy has not been caught. Wouldn't you notice the area code? Right, it is wrong. Right, you're looking it up. What what's the ho- number for Hollywood Police? I mean, what did he ask Siri? And she just dialed he must it? Have. I mean, he, he obviously lives in California. <laughs> right. Right. He <Gene>. uh, yeah. <laughs> called the police in Hollywood, Florida, just south of Fort Lauderdale. I wonder what they said. The cops in Florida let the LAPD know. They looked <laughs> into it, found it was not a, th- a credible threat, and nobody has been arrested yet. But they're still investigating, so he still could go off to tool jail. All right. Well, all he did was threaten,
2: and then he screwed up his threat. So
1: that's technically a threat of terrorism. I guess it is. You're correct. uh, So I mean, in this country, that's what they're going to call it, or at least try to. So, um, yeah, he's off to tool jail once they get him. That's for sure. He's not getting out of this one. (laughs) Don't be a tool like this fool. The right tool for your jobs at Retool of Rockford on East State Street, next to Chuck E. Cheese, where they buy, sell, and trade tools. Go in, see Dave. Tell him the morning X sent you, or visit RockfordRetool.com.
0: You're waking up with Kev. We're trying to give America a good show. On The Morning X.
1: <clears throat> 104.9 The Morning X, it is Kev and Matt. I try. I've been trying to make it a concerted effort for the past three years or so to try and be more positive in my life. You have? Yeah, I've I've been trying. You know, I've been I've been taking steps, like actual steps, to think about things in a more positive light. Okay, that's good. Uh, mm. But there is the reality that sometimes things suck. You know, lots of things suck, and those people that are happy all the time, I, I don't I don't trust those people. Right. If you cannot admit sometimes that stuff sucks, then I there's you're you're lying. You're lying. Thank you. Sometimes stuff sucks, and when things are getting on your nerves, the littlest things. The littlest things can make you snap, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just a little, like, or just like a Facebook comment can ruin your whole day. (laughs) just takes one thing. Or, or, you know, you're driving and there's a semi truck in front of you and it's going like 10 miles an hour and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I mean, I know we need semis. We need them. We do. America stops if there's no trucks. If you're a truck driver, hat to you. But if I'm behind you, can you pick it up a little bit? <laughs> can, we, can we go a little bit faster? I, I know there's rules for your company, et cetera. Blah, I don't like blah, when blah. they're barreling down on you. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is right. frightening. Right. They're either they're, they're either grandma driving in front of you or they're hauling ass behind you like a missile. One time there was one behind me. He had one of those like shark teeth in the front of his uh, truck. It looked like his truck had a mouth. you oh. know. Oh, Like one of those uh, decals? Did you get skewed? Yeah, it was scary. Try seeing (laughs) that in your rear view. (laughs) Right. Well, uh, I have a list of the hardest pills to swallow in life. Sometimes you just got to take it. For whatever reason, somebody recently asked the internet, what are the hardest pills to swallow in life? I believe this comes from Reddit. If I'm not mistaken. What is the hardest button to button? (laughs) Okay. That was a White Stripe song, wasn't it? It sure was. Good pull. Not really. Good pull. I'll take it. Uh, Hardest pills to swallow. Like, for example, bad people win. Frequently, yeah. I don't know why the universe rewards those people, but it does for some reason. And jerks. That's why movies lie. That's why movies try to make it seem like the good guys always win. Yeah, there, there are very few movies where the bad guys win. The first Avengers, Thanos won. Did he win? Well, part one, he did. The, he, the first Avengers? Not, no, I mean, I'm sorry. The 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 last, the first of the last two. Um, oh, so Infinity not first War. at all, but second to last is what <laughs> you're saying. Second to last, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> You mean Infinity War? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, he, yeah. Thanos definitely won that he one. He snapped everybody away, but then he got his in the second one. Spoiler alert! Sorry. It doesn't matter. The outcome of Endgame sucked anyway. It, it did. There was there was a ton of uh, damage. Okay. We'll say I, right. I still say bad guys won a little bit in that one. <laughs> Okay. But sometimes bad people win. That's one of the hardest pills to swallow in life. Another one was just because something is not your fault doesn't mean it's not your responsibility. Yeah, sometimes you got to clean up other people's messes. It's not my fault my dog bit your throat off, but that is my dog. It's your dog. You know what I mean? Like that's that's your that's your responsibility. And if your dog might. My my dog well I don't think my dog could bite anybody's throat off, but he'll try. Yeah, he's too small. But well, he doesn't go for throats. He goes for hands. He likes to bite hands. Oh, really? Yeah, so if you're if you if you're around him and he's snapping at you, just put your hands in your pocket. I will never pet him. No, don't try. Yeah, don't I would recommend try. you try. Don't you go near him. It takes him a long time to warm up to people, so he'll, he'll see you once, twice, three times, and still hate you. Uh, maybe the fourth <laughs> time, though. Yeah. But you love If him. you're not me, my wife, or her parents, you, you should die. That's basically, his, that's basically his view of the world. Um, How do you sleep at night knowing that he's helping and around, walking around? <laughs> well, he's not going to attack me, so I'm not scared. The hardest pills to swallow in life. We're going over this list here we found on Reddit. Some people just want to watch the world burn. is uh, isn't that a line from? That's something? a quote from something. That's the Joker. That's that's a quote, but that's uh, makes sense. Oh, that's uh, from from Batman. Uh, what's his face? Uh, is that is that a quote from some from, from yeah. Batman In movie? Batman, he's talking about the Joker, uh, Alfred, or uh, who plays him in that movie? Some men just want to watch the world burn. What's oh his yeah name? yeah yeah. Christian Bale, uh, Morgan Freeman. No no wait who's it? Christian Bale's old guy. That oh lives Michael a, Michael Caine. Michael Caine yeah. Yeah, you, okay, I get it now. I don't know why I thought your your Michael Caine impression was Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did watch Shawshank last night. Some people just want to watch the world burn. And they do fright. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, uh, this is not bad impressions theater, so we should stop. Right. Uh, people will take advantage of your hard work, and some people will get where they are because of nepotism. Yeah, nepotiz. little nepotiz, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, people do take advantage. I've had people take credit for my hard work. Yeah, that's always tough when you do something, and they're like, hey, great job, someone else that's not you. But you're like, but I, I did it, though. You know, sometimes you, you, you work really hard, say, on your morning show, uh-huh. and uh, you work hard for a couple years, and you get it to a really good place. And then uh, the, the, the program director goes and says, I really built up this morning show, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> You're not talking about our current one. No, 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 I'm not even talking about this station. I'm <laughs> okay. just I'm talking about past situations. <laughs> oh, that, I understand that yes. I've seen other people in. Uh, it happens. Yeah, sometimes you just you know you can't catch can't catch a break. That leads me to the next hard pill to swallow. According to this Reddit thread, some people in leadership positions are not good leaders. Some who are in some who are not in leadership are good leaders. Yeah, I guess so. I I know my place. I'm not a leader. I, someone's like, who's in charge here? Not me. I could be a leader. I just don't want to. I would, why would you want to be in charge? the first person they always go to when something goes wrong. Why did anybody ever want to be the president of the United States? I would never want to be the president. Why would you want to? Never. You actually don't get to do anything when you're the president. You don't get to actually make rules or enforce rules. You just stand there and be the face that everybody hates when things are going wrong. That's all it is, even though you actually have no control over any situation. Gas prices go bad. It's the president's fault. It's not. It's not. I don't care who the president is. That's not their fault. Things just happen. Go bad, and you have to take the blame, and you're the president. Why would anybody want that job? I don't even like being in the front of a line for anything. Like, <laughs> it's my responsibility to make sure it starts moving. I can't handle that. Matt doesn't even want to be the line leader. I don't want to lead the line. You ever be at the grocery store and like you're kind of spacing out, and the they, they, the, the the clerk yells at you, "Number Lane 14 is open now," and you have to go and like, "Oh yeah, sorry for holding up everybody, spacing out." Sometimes things suck, Matt, and we're going over the top reasons. Uh, Top hardest pills to swallow, according to this Reddit thread. It doesn't matter how fit you are, you get old, and your body starts to break down, and it sucks. Can't beat Father Time. Not even Tom Brady could beat Father Time. I mean, apparently he is. Yeah, but he finally retired at, like, 50. Him and Paul Rudd will never get old. I think it's funny that uh, for the longest time, the leading men of Marvel were like Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth and, and Robert Downey Jr. And now it's Paul Rudd. Hey, Paul Rudd. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, no, Paul Rudd's handsome and charming. <laughs> I love it and funny. He's 50. You, you would never know it. No, he, he, he could play 35. Easy. <laughs> Maybe not now. Maybe he could play 40. I mean, he looks a little bit older, but still, he, he can play 40. He has a youthful look to him. I know. And the and youthful spirit. Gosh, I love Paul Rudd. Everybody loves Paul Rudd. If you don't if you don't like Paul Rudd, I feel sorry for your feelings. What's there to hate about him? I feel sorry for your life if you hate if you look at a Paul Rudd in any movie and go, God, I hate that guy. (laughs) I don't know. What a jerk. I don't think the world can help you. (laughs) Some men just want to watch the world burn. That's exactly right. Those are the hardest pills to swallow. If you have uh, anything to contribute, what's a hard pill for you to swallow? 815-874-2104. Send us a text or post it on our Facebook page at The X Rockford.
0: You're waking up with Kev on The Morning X. Careful, he sleeps naked.
1: It is 1049 The Morning X. It is Kev and our resident uh, comedian slash wrestling nerd. It's Hef. What's up, man? Yes,
2: wrestling nerd. I can put that on my taxes now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> do, you, do, do they call wrestling fanatics, wrestling nerds? Is that the, is that the proper terminology?
2: Uh, smart marks, maybe. You know, we're marks for, for the, the story, but we're smart to it.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, you want to use the terminology, but yeah. All right. BMO, this, this Sunday, a 5 p.m. start time, so you're not too out too late if you really hit it hard over the weekend, uh, and something that has everyone of every generation wrestling fan. And big names. This isn't just like oh, we're getting the B squad. No, we're getting the we're getting like three or four of the biggest names that are going to be on the card, and just a month away from WrestleMania in LA. So that's pretty sweet.
1: So, so how do the house shows different from what you see on TV? Are they generally the same?
2: Sure. When you hear a house show, just for anyone who doesn't understand it, term, you'll start hearing some wrestling fans say. Yeah. A house show is just a way to maintain the houses and the community that they have of fans across the country, maybe maybe not in major markets. So we're, we're, they've done a television that we've gotten money at Raw and a SmackDown here. But what differs about this show is it's untelevised. You get to see some people do some things that they don't have time to do on TV. You know, there's a certain storyline they're working on and stuff like that, but you're right. getting all, the, you're getting all these people – basically ramping up to WrestleMania. You can't call it like a preseason game. You know sometimes right. some people say those games don't matter. This is not that. This is a month away from WrestleMania and everyone in that locker room wants to impress each other and pull out the craziest match they possibly can yeah. even when they're not on TV because they want to know when it comes to doing it at the big show uh, they can do it, and this is a pretty big show for us to get. Uh, you know, you you got it at the right time. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So, what what do we need to look out for? Because, so what's the big buzz about WrestleMania this year? What what's the big event?
2: Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, the son of the son of plumber, the son of uh, Dustin Rhodes. You know the name, the Rhodes to WrestleMania. They always say the Road to WrestleMania. Huh. Cody Rhodes literally is putting out this story that his father in the late 70s was briefly in WWE and at one point went on to become like a huge producer for them. He basically helped create all the new superstars and Cody uh, became a great superstar but really got underrated. He went and started AEW, the big rival of WWE and then he had a shocking comeback last year. I saw him rip his bicep in a hell of a cell match <laughs> and still continue to have the match like with this bruised bicep and then came back and won the Royal Rumble. Now the whole thing is to finish the story his dad had in the late 70s where he technically won the WWE championship, but it was removed on like a disqualification or something. Yeah, right. And it wasn't his fault. So now this is him trying to fulfill his father and his family's legacy. And uh, that's pretty cool. And I think, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, he'll be going up against the best technical wrestler in the world, Iowa's finest. Yes, the pride of, of Davenport and Des Moines. Seth freaking Lawrence. I think there's a very good opportunity we'll get a rematch of what they did at Hell in a Cell back in June in Rockford on Sunday at 5 p.m. at the BMO.
1: Oh, I loved. I love to hear that. I feel like it now, though, we're kind of old now, right? Half, um... We're
2: kind of <laughs> Kinda of old, but that doesn't stop me from going to a wrestling show and yelling at children that are cheering for a wrestler. <laughs> <holiday.
1: laughs> that's that's not exactly what I meant. I, I didn't mean too old for wrestling. I just mean like the wrestlers that we watched growing up now have their kids in the WWE. Yeah, is he the is he the only one that's like a son of a, a of a former oh, superstar? No, no,
2: no, no, no. The, the the Usos, the best tag team in the world right now. They're a part of the bloodline, the big faction of the Anahuasi Samoan dynasty family, which is has dozens of people that have been in WWE. Their father is Rikishi, uh, who was in WWE in the 90s. Uh, They are related to The Rock. Their cousin is Roman Reigns, who is the top guy in the business. They're in one group together. uh, And they will be in action. We're getting a big tag team match with them. It's a multi-generational thing. You see it in football. You see it in basketball. Sure, it's
1: a dynasty, yeah.
2: Yeah, dynasty is absolutely the appropriate word. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the... Reigns has had the title for almost three and a half years. He's the longest reigning champion in like thirty-four years, and the Usos have had it for over a year and a half at this point.
1: All right, so I've literally never been to a wrestling match in person, but I've I've seen quite a few of them on TV, and I feel like uh, pretty heavily male audience. Are there are there more girls checking it out now?
2: Oh, a lot more of the ladies. Yeah, a lot more of the ladies. The ladies will be the loudest people in the room, man.
4: <laughs> That's we, good.
2: <laughs> I mean, they'll have their favorites there. Uh, the kids. It, it is a. It is a. Cross-blended thing. It's not just like nerds with superhero T-shirts anymore. Uh, it, it really is a very, a varied audience. Well, they they um, still
1: will be there, though.
2: Oh yeah, they'll be there and they'll be, <laughs> they'll be louder and they'll have their favorites. And also, some of the women in WWE are some of the best wrestlers in the world. Charlotte Flair, of course, Ric Flair. Uh, she's probably one of the best wrestlers in the world, male or female right
1: now. I'll tell you what, the most intimidated I've ever been on the radio is when I interviewed Sasha Banks. Uh, she was she was terrifying. So yeah, yeah, I would be. I,
2: I'm all right. I'm all right. right. I mean, these people lose machismo, for lack of a better phrase. And uh, it's going to be a banger show, and you're going to get great matches. And also, like, it's not too late, well worth it, good ticket price. Like me covering wrestling, like, the house shows are great great, fun time. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you go to the TV shows and they have long commercial breaks or something like that, or maybe it's a longer evening because they have to be on TV at a certain time. Yeah, right.
1: right. they got to meet the network with the commercial mm-hmm. breaks and all that stuff, for sure. This
2: is a lot more flexibility, and you also see the guys kind of get loose and goof around and there'll be you want the lighthearted stuff, there'll be a ton of that. And also, you'll get banger matches, too. This would be a really, really great show. If you've never been to a WWE live show, this is a great way to start. If you haven't gone in a long time, this is a great way to pick it up again.
1: Heff, I didn't know any better, I, I'd say work for the WWE. Maybe
2: I'm trying to get a job with that. Maybe, maybe <laughs> All right. that's what I'm doing. Well, I'll, Triple I'll, H, if you're listening, I'm a good boy. A I'll, good, I'll, good
1: s- I'll send him this tape, okay? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, hey, yeah, WWE Road to WrestleMania house show this Sunday at the BMO. Tickets are still available. You can get them at the BMO Center box office. Okay, thanks. Have appreciated. Hey, if
2: we formed a tag team, what would we be? Bald and bearded and beautiful? What would our tag team <laughs> be?
1: Um, I would say uh, genetically unfortunate Kevins.
2: Oh, or what about heavenly Kevin?
0: <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take that instead. <laughs> it's
2: Kev. Kev,
1: your face is delicious.
0: On the Morning X.
1: Thursday morning, which means we got to prepare for the weekend. And Kevin Haas is here from rockrivercurrent.com to let us know what's happening. Hey, Kev. Hello, how are you today? Oh, well, you know, just, just chomping. Champing
5: at the bit. You're champing at the bit to find out what there is to do this weekend.
1: Please dump events on my head.
5: <laughs> well, first thing you have to know is it the road to WrestleMania goes through Rockford.
0: What? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs>
5: now, you are the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday guy, right? Uh, oh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> I was going to say. I, I did that first. <laughs> yeah, you were the first person ever to say Sunday three times in a row. Yeah, I do I do it every week, actually. <laughs> My wife would be like, what day is
1: today? I'm like, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll
1: look at her camera and she'll be like, Kev, it's Wednesday. I have, <laughs> I, I have rock music on hand at all times. I'm like, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. My wife and I are going to
0: Ikea. <laughs>
5: Well, that is Sunday. You do have the Road to WrestleMania. You're going to have Ronda Rousey, Cody Rhodes, Charlotte Flair, Seth Rollins, all the stars of the WWE in Rockford at the BMO Center. Uh, Doors open four o'clock. Show starts five p.m. Sunday. Get your tickets.
1: (laughs) And then after Road to WrestleMania, I'm going
5: to drive my mother-in-law to Walmart. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I was waiting for you to say. And after that, from 11 to 5 Sunday, I'll go to the home show, finding out what's all happening for the spring essentials for your home and garden.
1: Oh, yeah, you know that I'm totally just, I can't wait. Actually, as a homeowner, I might actually be interested in that, but am yeah. just not cool to admit it.
5: That happens actually all weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Rockford Home Show. It's an annual event. People dig it. Uh, aside from all the stuff, you're also going to have Dan the Juggler from America's Got Talent there. He's going to be
1: at the home show? Yeah.
5: That's an interesting combination. I wonder if he's going to be juggling home and garden essentials. I don't. They have ah. not specified in the here's, copy I was given.
1: Here's some roof shingles. <laughs> oh, how about like juggle some gardening shears? I was
5: going to say garden gnomes, just he's got those flipping Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. I, would yeah. love, I would watch that. I would, uh, I would watch
1: that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> how confusing is it to the listener that both of us are doing a Sunday, Sunday, Sunday impression and both of us are named Kevin? This is
1: perhaps... I think it's a little meta. I, th- I, I think their brains might actually explode.
5: All right, I want to. I want to throw one more before before we uh, um, get back to the music here, which is, uh, you know, you don't want your kids to end up radio DJs or journalists. So <laughs> why not take them to the Discovery Center this weekend for the Discover Engineering event, which is you know you're gonna have professional engineers from local. Local firms. They're going to be, you know, there's all sorts of hands-on engineering activities for kids. Get them interested in engineering, which is a great career. Uh, that's eleven to
1: three Saturday at the Discovery Center. I'm <laughs> telling you what, anything with the word engineer in the title, it's going to be a good entry-level salary. Yes, yeah. Entry-level will be entry-level will be three times what we make here. Like, right, it's yeah. ridiculous. So yeah, that's that's a good that's a good degree to go. Although for. they don't get any of the exposure we get. No, we are we are loaded with exposure. We have so much. Like I I whip <laughs> out my exposure card all the time, swipe it at the gas pump, my car fills up. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we can't pay you to perform for five hours, but we got it'll, it'll be great exposure for your band. It will be great exposure. In <laughs>
5: fact, I'm offering double
1: the exposure of the next place that wants you to perform for five hours. We're going to throw in drink tickets, too. <laughs> so... You know, you could pay for new guitar strings with drink tickets, can't you?
5: Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's actually a ton of stuff to do. You know, we just touched on a fraction of it. Um I got a big list on rockrivercurrent.com and there's even more on our events page, so go to rockrivercurrent.com or download the Rock River Current app and find out all the things there are to do this weekend.
1: Um I actually am uh, inventing a car. Okay. It's like the Tesla, you know, the Tesla runs on electricity. I'm inventing a car that runs on the opportunity to get your band's name out there. <laughs>
5: That's that actually would be super helpful because right. one of the biggest things about these exposure shows if you have to you have to pay for your own gas to drive two hours to go do it. Right,
1: exactly. And so you'll be able to use that opportunity <laughs> to fill up your, your tank. It's like an opportunity tank, yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. It's really cool. It's it's it totally, totally pay your bands in exposure. This is going to
5: change the world as we know it. Do you think you, you'll be the Elon Musk of exposure? I like, will. will you eventually go to space on exposure alone?
1: I, I will. I, my rocket will be called the exposure rocket. <laughs> and I'll be up there on planet Earth going, I'm exposed. <laughs> and it, it'll be amazing. It, 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 it'll be revolutionary once once I figure out the tech. Bands, yeah, that's the tricky part. Local bands will thank me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, anything else? That's that, that's all. Just
5: check out all the other, you know, we got a list of 14, 15 things there on our on our site. If, if you didn't like the three we mentioned here, go check it out. There's lots of stuff to do.
1: Don't forget WWE Sunday, Sunday, Sunday,
5: followed by the home show
1: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Look and that. Friday and Saturday. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Go get some, go get some new roof options, some new Soffit and Phasia. <laughs> soffit and Phasia, by the way, this could be my uh, duo, my band name. Oh, nice. My band name. Like, come see the Soffit and phasia acoustic performance.
5: You know, would you guys come perform for us? We can't pay you.
0: No.
1: <laughs> exactly. Soffit and Phasia lives on exposure alone. So, you know, no cash, please.
0: It's Kev, humanity's cruelest mistake on the Morning X.
1: 1049, the Morning X is Kev Matt Hall is here. Hey, Matt. Hi there. Oh, good morning. I saw something crazy on the way here today. You, you know those oversized loads trucks? Yeah. Like you'll see a big yellow ribbon on the truck that says oversized load. Taking up the whole lane, both y- of them? Yeah. Uh, the one I saw on the way here, it had like these tires on the back bed of the truck that were bigger than any car I've ever seen. Hmm. Like, Like I'm talking, like these these tires had like a ten foot diameter. Hmm, What what the hell has wheels that big? I don't know. Some sort of uh, I don't know, construction vehicle maybe. I guess these these are huge. Combine like a farming equipment? Maybe I don't know. It, It seemed like it seemed bigger than that though. Like bigger, too big for a combine even. It's a conspiracy. It was. It's massive. I was thinking like maybe a jumbo jet, like the landing gear, would would have wheels that big. I don't know. Perhaps. I don't I don't know. If you know anything about it, you can send me a text, 815-874-2104. These were huge. <coughs> like I, I say ten feet, but that might even be too small. These were massive. Huge wheels. Yeah. All right. What My- spaceships are being worked on out there? Something, you know. You never know what's being transported across America. What a crazy job. Yeah, I drive massive tires across America. I wonder if like they know ahead of time what they're going to get, or they just kind of hitch up their load and and go. I think uh, they have some idea. Like, oh, today, I have tires. I think they have to know ahead of time, so they're they know they're picking up the right thing. I always hate when they're moving a house across the highway, like someone's <laughs> house, and you're just like, gosh, <laughs> I got to go around this house now. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous. Yeah, movable houses. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm literally seeing a house f- drive down the street. Hey, we got your uh, science update coming up on the morning X. And now, science shit. Well, speaking of science, yesterday we were having some issues with our transmitter. Yeah, the ice. Um, Apparently big. there was ice on our tower, causing the signal to be the, what it was yesterday, which was non-existent.
2: Well, uh, we were still streaming.
1: Well, we sw- we were still streaming. We were still, still online. You could have still listened with Alexa or, or the smartphone app, but the uh, transmitter was out. So we switched to a, a backup transmitter. Okay. I guess. So I think that's what you're listening to right now where they work on the main transmitter. There's a backup transmitter? So, yeah. Learning things every day. Okay. Yeah. Who knew? I didn't know that. Well, we're back on here. That's all. That's so if it sounds a little bit weird today or maybe fizzling out a little more, that's why. This is your science update. These are the things that the nerds over there in science land are working on for us. To better planet Earth to <laughs> make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Uh, NASA confirmed that a thousand-pound meteorite broke up over South Texas last Wednesday. How oh, okay? One report tried to dumb it down for us in a weird way, though. <laughs> like you know, you know, sometimes they're like, "Yeah, there was a meteorite the size of a, you know, minivan." You know what I mean? Like they like they they yeah, made comparisons so, so us regular joes can understand what's happening, right? But this this website made like a really specific comparison. They said it was the size of a Welsh corgi. <laughs> what is that? Is that a dog? <laughs> yeah. The queen, you know, queen Elizabeth, her little dogs, oh. those were corgis, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and as heavy as four baby elephants. Okay. Okay. Because I know what a baby right. elephant weighs or, or looks like. Right, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of that family guy. Uh, there's a family guy somewhere where he's talking about weird units of measurement. He's like, I'll have a desk of cheese. <laughs> and a whole hammock of cake. See, I get that. Yeah. Four baby elephants worth. Yeah. Uh, in Earth News, a study found that Earth's inner core has its own inner core. And Ooh. it's a solid ball of iron and nickel that's 400 miles across. Okay. First perspective, that's about 1.1 million corgis. That heads up? <laughs> um, yes, it is. Uh, how, how long until people are trying to drill into the center of the Earth to get to that nickel and iron? I thought we already were. I mean, the center of the earth is very far down. It's pretty far. Well, I've seen movies about it. Yeah, and they never goes well, does it? No, they always get. There's always stuff that happens along the way. It's very hot down there. I wouldn't recommend it. I, I hope it is like the movies where there's like a whole other world down there. You know? Oh yeah, like, they get they get down there. There's just like a civilization. Like, who are you guys? Yeah. <laughs> hey, where'd you guys come from? <laughs> In health news, Apple Watches could get a new feature soon that monitors blood sugar without having to draw blood. Oh. It's been in the works for over a decade, but they think they're close now. It'd be huge for people with diabetes. You wouldn't have to prick your finger every day. That is a good That is good news. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, before I got off the medicine, uh, I was pricking my finger two, three times a day. Were you? Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's just It doesn't really hurt. After a while, it's just annoying. Just annoying. It's annoying to have to do it. Especially when you've got it under control, and you're like, okay, yes, it's a good, it's a good number again. I just drew blood for no reason. Did you beat diabetes? Good for you. I did. I mean, it could be coming back because I'm putting on weight again, but uh, <laughs> I can get that. On. Oh, you look fine. It's, it really is for me. I'm, I'm in one of the, am one of the lucky ones. I can control it by keeping my weight under control. Some people, right. some people can't do that. Some right. people are just stuck with it. You know, these phones, these watches, and phones. Is there anything they can't do? Uh. I can't figure it out. I can't, I can't. I can't come up with anything that they can't do yet. I mean, they're just every day it's something. You know, you can you can have a conversation like a video chat on your on your watch now. That's nuts. That's Inspector Gadget it, stuff. It is. It's literally an Inspector <laughs> Gadget. There was two things she had. She had an iPad and she had a smartwatch. Oh yeah, Penny. She was ahead of her time. She had that iPad. Remember? Yeah. And now we have those. I mean, we don't have propellers shooting out of our head yet. That'd well, be, the, that, that's next. The helicopter hat—that's coming. Go, go, yeah. gadget, Copta <laughs> <laughs> I loved his voice. Yeah, it's somebody famous too. I don't know—I uh, forget who it is, but he was a—he was an idiot, though. Inspector Gadget never solved the case. It no, was he was like, a moron. He was always Penny. Yeah, and that Doctor Claw was a, a terrible I'll villain. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Yeah, always ne- next time. That's pretty good. Thanks. I've been working on that for several decades. <laughs> he had that cat. Oh man. Yeah, but he would always it would always be next time because he would never get him. Right. Thanks to Penny. Penny would foil him every time getting foiled by a, a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> what are some things that Inspector Gadget would have in his hat these days? Uh, these days? I don't know. Probably You know, I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. We have everything. We do. How about one of those uh, razor scooters, you know, that the kids ride around? Do they still ride those things? He's going to pop that out of his head? Sure. Go, go, gadget, razor scooter. And then, it, <laughs> and then he and he rides it. Okay. And uh, says so, <laughs> finally, um, in sexy science news. Ooh. Oh, heads up, earmuffs, kids. Uh, archaeologists found a long wooden object back in 1992 that they thought was a tool ancient Roman used for uh, sewing, but uh. now they think that it might really be an ancient Roman sex toy. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, those ancient Romans got freaky. You know that. Oh, yeah. Of course they did. Are you kidding me? First Olympic Games, all nude, baby. Wasn't that in Greece? Or maybe that was Greece. I think that was in Greece. Uh, not I, to, I, not I, to I, be the I, actually guy, but I think that was in Greece. I have no worldview. I don't know where anything is anymore. <laughs> well, the Romans, too. You know, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Go, go, gadget, phallic sewing machine. <laughs> Yeah, it that's, was wooden. That's gonna be cause some issues, I think. Yeah, you don't want splinters down there, right? Or up there, depending on which way you're going. or, with or, it. Where, it, or where it's going? Yeah, right. you don't know where it's going. Right, exactly. Uh, the things you learn in the morning X—that's your science stuff. You are waking up
0: with wood. No, that's that's his last name. Uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's just go back to using the first name. It's Kev on the morning X.
1: Yeah, wake up. It's Friday, 808 on 104.9. The Morning X, 815-874-2104 is the studio line. You can call or text that number. Of course, you can text anytime. I'm more likely to get your text, honestly, because the phone in here doesn't actually ring out loud. Um, it just kind of goes uh, blink, blink, blink. So I don't know people are calling when you're trying to call. Uh, I got a text here from the 815. Earlier, I was talking about uh, one of those oversized load trucks. Uh, you know I'm talking about, Mike Peck?
6: Kev, good morning. Yeah, I do. Hi. You're talking about like there's a big old like house on the back of a truck. Or right.
1: A- right. So I saw one this morning that had these giant tires. I mean, tires bigger than I've ever seen in my life. Tires bigger than some houses I've seen. Like wow. These- <laughs> what would one use a tire like that for? Right. And so I put it out there I, asking someone to uh, give me a clue as to what, what could possibly have tires that big. And uh, somebody uh, chimed in and said, hey, Kevin, they're for mining equipment. Wow. There we go. All right. Now I know. What, what sort of mining equipment, I wonder? Uh, I don't diamonds? Know. Probably not diamonds.
6: Probably not around here.
1: Yeah, not around here. I want to know where they are if it's around here. <laughs> right. If, there's di- if they're mining for diamonds <laughs> in Rockford, what are we doing here? What
6: would you mine for in Rockford? Obviously going
1: elsewhere. Besides bodies. Yeah, Yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> what would you mine for? Yeah, uh, bodies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's a it's tough, tough call. I don't know. Are there any natural resources here that people want? Clay? If you're looking for clay, if you want some Play-Doh, we got it. <laughs> clay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> we got we got the Play-Doh. Uh, Mike Peck is here from the Rockford Ice Hogs, so if you would uh, uh, kindly wait, Mike's going to tell us all about the BMO this weekend, what's going on. It's going to be epic.
0: You've got the morning X with Cab, and now you can't get rid of it. Uh, but a little topical cream might help with the itch. Guess who's here? I get no!
1: It's Mike Peck of the Rockford Ice Hogs. Oh, my God. Fry <laughs> You did not say Fry I did. I heard someone say it yesterday, so I had to. So you had to adopt it? Yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't have to repeat everything you hear.
6: <laughs> usually if it's my, my 14-year-old daughter, I because usually they know it's cool. Well, she, oh, I, I do not.
1: But she probably sent me up for
6: looking like a fool,
1: I'm guessing. Probably. She probably was like, I'm going to make my dad think this dumb thing is fun to say.
6: Yeah, this is what all the kids are saying.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> but why would you, as an adult, want to say what all the kids are saying? I don't know. That's the thing. Why do we all have to be what the kids are? Yeah, it's a great we question. We don't. We can be ourselves. And they say
6: a lot of really stupid things, by the way. Well, so do we.
1: Yeah, we do. I I honestly, this is how I know I'm getting old and dopey, because I dropped my wallet at Target <laughs> while I was trying to pay, and I said out loud... Whoops-a-daisy. <laughs> I said, whoops-a-daisy. It was it, like the, uh, the record scratch and everybody looks at you like, whoops-a-daisy. <laughs> whoops-a-daisy. Yeah, I literally said that unironically. Whoops-a-daisy.
6: It was like Marty McFly walking into the diner with a <laughs> vest on.
1: Yeah, all oh, right, right. Yeah, and, and Mr. Sandman's playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, whoops-a-daisy. So that's how I know. We don't, we don't have to say what the kids are saying. No, we don't. But
6: you know, my kids, my kids think I'm pretty uncool, which is probably true. They pro- it's probably a pretty true statement.
4: Well,
1: they don't. Know the I'm just truth, trying either. to fit in. I'm just trying to fit in at home, Kev. They don't know the truth. You're cool around here. You like Chumbawamba. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What would, okay, liking Chumbawamba to us, if my like if the equivalent of your kids knowing that you like Chumbawamba, for example, what would the equivalent be for us? Like, would it be like my dad loves. Man, the, um, the band America. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, no, who is a, a one hit one? America had a bunch of hits. Yeah, they so. had more than one hit. Boy, oh, that'd be a. Who was like the embarrassing band to like? Uh, we, we'd have to really jog in the, the, the memory banks there. bad one hit wonder from the 70s, you know? Yeah, the 60s it, or 70s. Yeah, yeah. See, but the thing Hermit, is Hermits. Hermits. That's what.
6: <laughs> yeah, that, that's, but you know, they used to listen to albums back then. So, like, most, most bands weren't one hit wonders, right? I
1: suppose you're right. Yeah. Most there's got to be something. The, the there were plenty. There there were plenty. Like the you know there's like a dorky band. Okay, if you like pina coladas, we'll we'll go with that song.
6: Yeah. What what was that guy's name? That
1: Rupert uh, Rupert Holmes maybe.
6: Yeah. I mean that does, if you're Rupert Holmes, how do you sing a song that you know feels like you should be on a beach?
1: It doesn't sound like a guy that's on a beach. It Doesn't. If I meet you on a beach, your name is Rupert. I'm running. <laughs> I don't know where you should be, no offense to all the Ruperts out there, but it doesn't sound like on a beach. Uh, Mike Peck here from the Rockford Ice Hogs organization, and he is here. Oh, man, thanks for talking Canadian this morning. Yeah, I always say it that way for you, man. That's what it's all about. I want to make you feel right at home appreciate that. <laughs> I know you're a border. You're a border. You ride the border.
6: Yeah, I'm, I'm Southern Canada native, uh, Minnesota, so <laughs> I, I fit in quite well with that. Uh, uh, hogs on the road tonight, uh, but back tomorrow. What's going on? Yes, yeah. Uh, a little home-and-home home action with the Iowa Wild. And if it feels like we've played Iowa every single game since basically the turn of the calendar,
1: you're just about right. At this point, the only teams you play are the Grand Rapids Griffins of the Iowa Wild. Yeah, pretty much, yes. (laughs) You're not even playing the Monsters.
6: No, we're not playing the Monsters this year, sorry.
1: I know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I know, it kind of kills the Cleveland bit for you. I really want to rip on
6: Cleveland. Yeah, Yeah. I I mean, we still can. um, But the good news is, tonight and tomorrow, the last two games against Iowa for the season. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. We're done with Iowa after this? Well, we've played them. We've I think we've played them like eight times since like mid January. So yes, that's it's a lot of times. And how, how have we fared against Iowa? Yeah, pretty pretty good. Well, the best part is, so tomorrow night. Uh, by the way, we're going to be almost sold out again, which is going to be awesome. So if you, cool. if you haven't gotten tickets, I'd suggest getting tickets. I'm guessing tomorrow's going to be pretty chippy. And if you don't know what that means in hockey terms, that means there's probably going to be some fights tomorrow night. Oh, so a little home and home. We've played them a ton lately. Uh, we're fighting for playoff positioning with the Wild, so
1: yeah, it should be a pretty spirited affair tomorrow night. Ah, I love that. Yes, I love that. I, I can see, uh, I can see New Hammy going balls out tomorrow night. Oh, speaking of New Hammy, because I know everyone
6: loves New Hammy. Oh yeah. We are giving away 2,500 hammy bobbleheads, <laughs> it looks yes.
1: identical to the new hammy. I love that. Yeah. Can we get one of those in here to put next to your, uh, oh your bobblehead? Yeah. We're going to
6: have to upgrade that bobblehead uh, shelf there.
1: No, nah, why not? We can we still have yours. We have we have uh, the dinosaur, Jane. Jane, yeah. We have Mike Peck bobblehead. We need new hammy. All right. New, new hammy will be here. We've got to complete the bobblehead Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, right. There Nobody's you go. Nobody's ever made one of me. Which you need a really big bobblehead for that because my dome is massive, like a huge head, like yeah. a bigger head. I've got like a I've got like a Michael Clark Duncan head. I mean, it's massive.
6: It's... So you know, a little bobblehead. I guess backstory. Like so, the there's a bobblehead Hall of Fame up in Milwaukee, and those guys are from Rockford. So they they made a bobblehead. They were at, they were at a game last Friday, and they brought us like a vintage Ice Age one that they they're making a the whole line. Oh, and it, it looks like the ones. I don't know when bobbleheads were started. Sixties maybe? Who knows? I <laughs> don't know. But
1: like. The heads used to be way bigger than what they are now. I feel like they were. Yeah. At one point. Like, I remember, like, there was, like, a Hawaiian girl that would, like, hula yeah, dance, and, you know? yeah, it, yeah, exactly. The head was just huge on that thing, right? Yeah, but what, let's bring back the big heads. What's going on with that? I want a Mike Peck big head bobblehead. <laughs> no, nobody wants that. <laughs> nobody wants that. Well, you'd have to do it for mine. It was the point I was trying to make because you know there's like that, that one dinosaur that has like the big dome. That's what my head is like. I'm a Pachycephalosaurus here. Watch out for my solid. I mean, if, if I really wanted to hurt you, I could use my the top of my head and it would cause significant damage. Do you have to special order hats? Uh, I, I, I can't buy every hat. That's for sure. I definitely need to find the exact right size.
6: Although I will say, I, I have a small, narrow head. A lot of like baseball hats look
1: really dumb on me. <laughs> like <laughs> flat bills, forget it. Oh no way, forget yeah. it. Looks like you're in little league and you, you didn't know how to adjust your hat. Yeah, like it's
6: going over my ears. <laughs> yeah, right. there, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I, I've seen plenty of children that don't know how to adjust their hat and they just look look silly.
6: That's me in a flat bill. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So there are advantages of having a big
1: big melon. So the hammy bobbleheads tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, yep. Yep, that's it, what we were talking about. <laughs> yes, yeah, we were talking about hammy <laughs> bobbleheads, I believe, before we got down this road of comparing dome sizes. Uh, we are uh, hammy bobbleheads for the first. How many again? Twenty five hundred tomorrow night. Oh,
6: yep. Bob. Yeah, and uh, we're we're pushing uh, right now on six
1: thousand tickets out for tomorrow. So well, twenty four ninety nine because Mike's going to put one aside for me. Yes. Yes, he's, that, he's gonna, that is true. He's going to put one in his pocket.
6: Spoiler alert: We do order a couple extra. Okay. Good. Yes. So because <laughs> we do have obligations. Sure. And we want to make sure that, you know, not everyone's going to get one tomorrow, but we, we try to give as many as we can. All
1: right. Well, we're going to have to talk. We're going to have to make some deals here for some uh, extra hammy bobbleheads. Oh, all right. We can. A little wheel and dealing, All people, right. People do love new hammy. You know, there was a little bit of backlash at first there, but people do love it. People have come around. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen them in person now, uh, and it's not as scary. Were you terrified? Well, I was, but that, well, that's just because I have a thing about pigs. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the movie Saw too many times. Yeah, well, that'll do it. Yeah, uh, but no, we're we're good. So that's tomorrow night at the BMO. Uh, what time's the game tomorrow? Seven o'clock tomorrow night. And Doors wanna... open by the way at six p.m. Ah, so you have an hour to get your hot dogs and your barbecue and your beer and your hamburgers. Yeah, right. <laughs> Something I don't know. I'm just yeah, naming food. Pork, items pork, so. pork sandwiches, whatever it might be. Yeah, or well, your merch, your 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 awesome Ice Hogs merch. Uh, you, it's all there. It's and you got plenty of time to do it tomorrow and, night at the BMO. And I would suggest getting there if you if you
6: want a bobblehead. I'd get there a little bit early. Sure. When I say a little bit early, I'm not talking 6:45. I'm talking like you probably want to be there by 5:45 the at least. Right
1: for the first 2,500 people, that's half a stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. So only half. We'll get to enjoy these. The other half will watch and cry. As you shake your little bubble Ha-ha, look what I got, late boy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so get in and uh, get your tickets as soon as possible at uh, the BMO Center box office or at IceHogs.com or Mike Peck. What number? 815-968-5222. That number again. 815-968-5222. Mike Peck, dorky dad and emperor of the Rockford IceHogs. Have yourself a great weekend, Kev. Uh, You too. Thanks for stopping by. We'll see you next week.
2: It went downhill from there.
0: 104.9,
2: The Morning
5: X. Bush Bush Jewelers. Bush Jewelers.